not getting into like the the, the nuts and bolts, but kind of understanding like what like perceive it as a trajectory where you want to learn and go to, and don't be afraid. Yeah, and I love that you wrap the putrefaction versus fermentation. Because I think that's a really important thing to understand. Both work. Like, you know, the, the dairy farmers in, in Connecticut and up the, you know, the Connecticut River Valley, um, they, they take all of their cow manure, put it in these huge lagoons that just absolutely burn your eyes when you smell them or go by them. And they apply that stuff in the spring. And, you know, it's just horrific to, to breathe for about a week. Um, but it works. The corn grows and everything is fine. And then on the other side of that coin is natural farming preparations where you're actually fermenting them. Um, they don't have that putrid smell, uh, but they still function extremely well. And so, again, great way to put it, Craig. It's like you can't be afraid of it. I mean, yeah, you don't want to eat raw manure. The smell is there to warn your biological system, not to fuck Yeah, the, no, the nose knows, right? And that's the thing about it. Like, if you've yes. ever made pickles or a product, right, like a good pickle, like crisp to it, right, little bend, little crunch, little sour. And we someone figured out that if you, like, submerge your organic matter and you pitch a ton of salt and you create these conditions which lead to a good fermentation right lactic fermentation is one example you know and then if you've ever done a fermented product oh this kind of went off on one side right oh it's like not crunchy it's mushy it's kind of broken down there wasn't i didn't salt it enough right it's like like the joke is when when like you know like my, my friend like he's korean and he explained that, like, when, when his grandmother and all the other granny and his mom would get together to make uh, kimchi, right? Like, they would, the Napa cabbage, it's like, no cheating. You got to put, you got to put the uh, the spice, uh, like, the spice and, uh, and salt mixture between every single leaf to kind of get it thoroughly broken down. Because, yeah, like, these anaerobic environments, if situated in a certain way, can lead to it, right? And it's been really exciting where a lot of natural farming, a lot of uh, Korean natural farming, a lot of judam. Um, really is kind of highlighted where like there's a principle. And I think even two more with Judam um, uh, is, is really is like, you know, the back, like, like a uh, master Cho's uh, son. I'm, I'm not going to butcher the name. I'm just going to refer to it as that. Most people understand who I'm talking about um, had a background in like horticulture, plant science and chemistry and like understood that these basic principles to do it. And then even people like Nigel Palmer, um, you know, I believe he was like an aerospace engineer at one point or an engineer, um, you know, put together the regenerative girl guys to amendments to kind of, okay, we need to test and understand these things. Right. And that, yeah, it's, and that's the thing about it. Like the same way of saying someone saying avoid that completely is very much the same thing as that can't happen. And, you know, there's, there's a reason why that happened with Elaine and like politics and different details. But if you're trying to get people on uh, these regenerative techniques and making a lot of these inputs, farmers will just go do stuff. They'll go do stuff. They don't even if they don't got the information right because they don't have time to waste. So where there's a lot of nuance and a bit of learning curve, yeah, like sometimes you want to discourage someone in a certain way, but you have to provide that reason. But it's exciting now that especially with like um, I'll just call it biointensive, right? Because the whole thing KNF natural growing biodynamic soul food yada 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 yada. yada. They're they're all trying to do the same thing, right? It just the tribalism happens again, you know. Um, you just have to realize it's an entire uh, constellation or, or, you know, basically galaxy uh, of different areas, basically in the same plane. So it's pretty exciting. Lee, if you want to add anything to that? Yeah. Um, that was a going, 
going going back to the you know when Craig was talking about the importance of just doing things and observing them. I think yeah, just observational techniques and getting hands-on experience is extremely important. And it's something that I'll get out of touch with when I'm doing more formal science research, because I'm trying to really like understand how a system's working. I'm reading a bunch of scientific papers, analyzing data about like some process going on in the sediment. And, and then it just, it gets all cerebral and conceptual. And then, and then like some, you know, usually I don't do it enough, but maybe might be a few days later, weeks later, I go out to a lake or a stream and then I'm just like digging around in the rocks and looking at things. And it's like, Oh, this is where it's all happening. I can, I can read, you know, all the papers there are to read about like this biogeochemical process. But if I'm never actually going and sticking my hand into the muck or walking in the muck or digging it up and seeing what it looks like, then I'll get completely out of touch with it. And it starts to become this abstract, like what's the point type of thing. So think, you know, no matter who you are, keeping a consistent routine of having that kind of embodied experience of not just observing, but physically interacting with the ecosystem you're working in, whether you're some, you know, ecologist in the rainforest characterizing species, or you're a farmer running a farm interacting with your soil, or you're just, you know, someone who has a nice hobby of composting or whatever. It's like that. Nothing can replace the hands-on primary experience of actually physically interacting with nature and, you know, the system you're working in. You know, and that brings up another great point is that, um, you know, in my experience uh, growing up as a kid, I loved playing in the swamp. Um, But I would, you know, step off one of these floating islands and I would sink up to my, you know, thigh in mud (laughs) and then pull my leg out and be like, whoa, holy cow, that smells like hell. Of course, I'd get home. I'd, my mother throws me off with the hose outside and freeze my ass off. <laughs> I still want that shit in the house. But that's important. That's a digestion of, of organic matter. And, and it's going to later on feed the stream or feed the, uh, you know, if it gets flooded, wash down and, and create a compost tea. So, you know, again, all of these processes are super important. And, and they, as long as you understand that, I, I don't want to say there's nothing bad in nature because there really isn't. It's just a process that we humans get stuck in and, Oh, we get exposed to this. It's, it's bad. We're going to get cancer. We're going to get sick. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's well, it's, 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 it's kind of a thing. I think the one trend you see is that um, usually where there's an opportunity for an organism, it's because there's a deficiency, right? Because a lack of a community, a 